0: Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of Lesbians Who Write. This week we're talking about formulas. Do our books follow one? Joining me, your host Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the very unformulaic T.B. Markinson. Hello, TV. How are you today?
1: I w- I'm good. How are you?
0: Oh, oh, you're asking me back. Okay, wasn't prepared. I'm very well, thanks.
1: <laughs> I know you actually like lean back. You're like, oh, I don't have to talk for like the next <laughs> five minutes. TV's on the hook. I would like to draw your attention to the fact that we have a special guest in my podcast studio today. Can you see her over my shoulder?
0: I can. I can. Uh, The special guest is the Right Honourable Lady Grey.
1: Yes. Yes. I have um, on my new coffee table that I um, have set up in my office. I set a sweater down like three days ago and she has now not left that spot like for days because she just was like oh this is nice I'm nice and high and I have a sweater to lay on and um, I don't think I'm ever getting the sweater back I think it's gone
0: there you go yeah that's what cats do well at least she's not laying on your uh, keyboard because that's what cats do a lot as well isn't it
1: she was doing that last night actually Like, and she did the cute thing where she was like laying in front of the keyboard then rolled over and, and showed her her white stomach and like you know she looks like you she wants you to pet her and then as soon as you do she like bites you <laughs> and I always
0: fall for it. <laughs> do you know, cat owners, one of my best friends has got a, a little kitty and uh, she was telling me that she was biting her in the face when she was trying to do push-ups the other day. So yeah, cats, a bit violent, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're
1: not the um, easy
0: going pets.
1: What else have I been up to this week? Can you guess what I've been up to this week?
0: Celebrating the incoming uh, president and vice president. I'm working.
1: I've been been more biting my nails to make sure that's going uh, smoothly, but no, I was talking about something else. I was talking something uh, work-related. Do you remember that secret project I was working on last year?
0: Uh, Yes. You have many secret projects. You're You're a woman of many projects. It's published. Uh,
1: Well, it's published. It is actually going live as we speak. (laughs) Right. It was a very busy morning.
0: Okay. So what is your secret project then?
1: Well, uh, this might not surprise a lot of people, since I kind of gave it away, saying it's the return of an old friend, but it is a Lizzie book. Right. Now, when I published the last Lizzie book, I said I was never going to publish a Lizzie book, and I promised that I would write a novella just to keep Lizzie alive. But when um, COVID hit last March, and when, like, all of it started really coalescing in the fact that this was really fucking bad, and this is something that um is a once in a lifetime event hopefully i started really considering which of my previous characters would flip out the most and then it was like a no-brainer i mean it had to be lizzie lizzie would flip out the most and i was like fuck i think i actually need to write another lizzie story so i started a novella and then my goal was 20k um it's a novel now (laughs) it's over 50k and i kept uh I kept holding out that the COVID crisis would end, and so I'd have an end to the story, but then I realized in the summer that wasn't gonna happen anytime soon, because I was like, well, if I publish it in the winter, which was where I was, my plan was, I'm like, am I gonna look like an idiot if like it's still going on and everything? But um, no, we fucked it up just enough, so this, th- there's no ending to it yet. So yeah, so when you asked me if I could record yesterday, I said I couldn't, and the reason I couldn't was I was uploading the KDP, and now my new way to celebrate since we can't go anywhere after i upload a kdp is i go hiking so i was hiking i was away i didn't have like wi-fi on me i didn't have anything i published i hit the publish button and left <laughs> so that's what i've been up to
0: very good well done happy launch week
1: i'm excited to get it out there but it's still overwhelming because there's still so much to do like before we hopped on this call i was um Setting up all the emails, the MailChimp emails and everything. So it's been a stressful morning. But in other news, I am still working on the British novella and the co-write with Miranda McLeod. Um, and both are at the halfway point. Obviously, one's the novella and one's the novel, so they're obviously very different lengths. <laughs> but it's kind of nice to be in the middle of January and have two projects almost at the halfway point.
0: Mm. feels good.
1: Yeah. It's good start to the year.
0: It is a very, good start. Very good start to the year. You've you published one and you've got two at the halfway point. Um, I think you're cooking on gas.
1: But anyways, in other news. I've been banned from watching World War Two movies, and movie and TV series and everything. Um, apparently, well, I started watching the miniseries The Pacific, and that's a really fucking brutal show. The um Asian uh battlefront was very brutal, and I was starting to get really tense. And apparently I wasn't very pleasant to be around, <laughs> which I don't know. I think it was just everything. I knew I was, I was prepping a novel to get ready to publish. Um, we have a lot of craziness in the U.S. right now. And then I was watching this. And usually I watch these movies to escape, but I think I was internalizing a lot of the um, hopelessness. <laughs> and so I've been told I can't watch it anymore.
0: I think that that is a good... A good it's a good turn of events i would say uh because you know when you did tell me the other week that uh, you were watching these as a way of escape i was like hmm, i don't really see that as as escaping
1: you know in the past it has worked for me like when i go through terrible moments in my life like i do dip heavily into uh history and um obviously i study darker um, time periods in history and it usually helps me be like wow life's not that bad but this wasn't helping because life really is kind of sucky right now. <laughs> what are you doing on the other side of the pond? Are you guys heaving a sigh of relief now that um, the one who shall not be mentioned again is heading off to Florida?
0: Well, I will say, uh, you know Nigella Lawson? Yes. Yes, the the uh, wonderful TV uh, chef over here. Everybody loves Nigella. She's a national treasure. Do you know what her recipe of the day on her website was today? She always has a recipe of the day. I follow her on Twitter and Instagram, so I see it every day. Do you know what her recipe of the day was today, the inauguration day?
1: I'm trying to think of something clever, but it's not coming.
0: Uh, It was bitter orange tart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He is a bitter man, isn't he?
0: (laughs) I thought that was perfect. So Nigella stole the inauguration day over here. (laughs) Well done, her. Uh, one thing I was going to say to you was, what's the name of your secret project? I'm assuming now it's out there, it's not so secret, right?
1: Um, the next Liz- Lizzie book is called A Woman Trapped. She is spending lockdown with not only her uh, children, but her wife has invited family. And um, Lizzie can't escape
0: okay. in our house. There you go. A Woman Trapped, everybody. And that does sum up uh, last year pretty pretty well, doesn't it? And our, <laughs> and our current situation. So... <laughs> There you go. We both wrote a, a lockdown project. Um, so yes, over here. Well, uh, I have trying to be keep up my January pep because, you know, I, I always say that I like January. I love it. I want to give it a hug. Uh, everyone always thinks January is really long and really interminable. I think, brilliant, let's get loads of work done because it does seem like there's more weeks in January. It just does, right? There's five Fridays in January, which just seems bonkers. I'm sure there's an extra week and they slip it in and they don't tell us.
1: It doesn't help that this year there is there are five G Jan- Fridays. It's not like we can actually go to the pub and celebrate Friday night.
0: No, but me and my wife, we've got into a little habit over here now. So uh, on Friday after work at about six o'clock, we knock off, we crack open a couple of beers, pour out a few pretzels or crisps into a bowl and adjourn to the lounge bar. Did you guys
1: make a lounge bar?
0: Well, I made a coffee shop, <laughs> you guys made a lounge bar? <laughs> we've got a lounge. And let's pretend it's a bar. Ergo, we've got a lounge bar. Do
1: you guys play, like, cheesy music that you hear, like, in the
0: pubs? (laughs) We do do put on the, uh, like, a MTV, not MTV, but, you know, like a music channel on the the television. And, uh, yeah, and we chat. So, like, we're in the pub after work. What have I been doing? I've completed my year schedule. So, that was really good since we last spoke. Um, I think it was kind of half done, but now I've completed it, so... Um, it will change as the year goes on, but it's all colour-coded and looking pretty at the moment. So that's really good. And I've just booked my first editor for the year and commissioned uh, two covers, so things are rolling, right?
1: When's the first editing date, Claire?
0: It is the end of April.
1: Oh, man, loads of
0: time! Loads, loads. of time! <laughs> you're, you're... no I, stress whatsoever! No! I'm going to go on holiday for a month, but no um yes so uh, and also of course by the time this goes out we're recording this on inauguration jade day january 20th but by the time this goes out on january 25th it will be my launch week so yes uh, we're, we're launching one week after another look at us boom boom that's what we're like uh so and we did that with the last one i think there was two weeks maybe in between that one Something like that, man. We're we're not we're not sinking, right? No. <laughs> so anyway, but um, so I've just been working on um, London Seven, Hot London Nights. Really, um, the blurb's done. I'm quite happy with it. I'm sure it might change a little bit um, before it goes to. Uh, print and everyone sees it, but you know I've got one a working one that I'm quite happy with. So this week I've been writing all the blogs for it. I've written three different blogs. I put the preview of the first chapter up on my website. I've been doing all the launch graphics, you know, all the shit, front and back matter, and I've just <laughs> printed out. So I've just had it typeset and I've just printed it out. But you know what? You know, like when you so you, I've got my printer and my printer works. Are you impressed? Um, Um, I've got my my printer set up in an actual place now, so I can just check it all the time, so it's good. But anyway, I went to print it, and you know like when you print on both sides, you have to then print it and then put the paper in back to front, so then it'll print again, reprint.
1: I just started printing um, one novel on one side, and then after I go through and edit, I just um, put it next to the thing, and the next time I print a novel, I just print it (laughs) on the opposite side.
0: Wow, that is... that is... That would confuse me, I'm sure. Takes less time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I have done this successfully, right, with the last three novels. Uh, now I've got my own printer. Now I've now I've stepped into the 21st century. Then it suddenly cut out with 68 pages to go. So now I'm having to print out the last 30 of one side, one by one, which is a little bit annoying, isn't it?
1: Last week you mentioned that you were killing everything. Is this like another thing that you just really suck at? Like
0: well, You're I, not welcome
1: don't... to touch my appliances if you visit <laughs>
0: I promise I'll keep my hands off your appliances TV for now. Um, I, I am hoping that I don't kill the printer because that would be very bad. Uh, but yes, so basically I've just been consumed with uh, launching. Also, by the time this goes out, I will have done a sale on my London Romance books and it might still be up the sale. So basically what I'm doing is if you buy direct, um, you can get all the London Romance books but 1-6 and the box X for half price. So they're going on sale from Friday, and I'll probably keep it up till Tuesday. So if you listen to this on Monday, rush over. If, you, if you've if you got a, a gap in the London Romance series, you can buy it for half price if you buy it direct.
1: I thought when you said one through six, I heard one through six and it was half price. And I was like, wow, that is a deal. <laughs> yeah
0: but it's virtual it's an e-sex voucher okay no it's not it's an e-book everyone what else we're doing well do you know what else i've got on a roll we're doing and i'm very impressed with myself because it was on my goals uh, this year is i have been meditating every morning and i've been yoguring every morning so me and a man called sam sam the aussie uh, we're yoguring and meditating every morning so i'm I've been doing it for every every weekday for the last 2 weeks. And actually it's been really setting up my days well. So I do recommend that uh, for your health and well-being. Bit of meditation, bit of yoga, lovely. And I'm hoping to get a bit ben- more bendy stretchy as we said in our goals, but early days everyone. I still feel like if I bre- fall over I might break a hip. So that's where we are at the moment. Um also I went for an asymptomatic covid test this week. They've got them these um, places set up all around london now where they're encouraging people to go for asymptomatic tests so even if you have got no symptoms go and get one because they reckon one in 20 people have got it in london mine came back negative so that was nice uh but i did go for the test it wasn't as bad as i i was worried it might hurt but it didn't really no
1: i, I mean i haven't done this i've done tests kind of similar where they they pretty much just jab you in the nose
0: right you have to stick something down your throat and then stick it up your nose
1: wait
0: what yeah Ugh. It's like a like a swab thing. You have to, like, dangle it down your throat and then stick it up your nose. I think that basically they're hoping that if you miss your throat, you'll get your nose or one or the other. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah,
1: but um, good for you for going because uh, we all should be tested. We're still not there yet. Maybe someday. We have a grown-up now.
0: <laughs> yes. Things are going to change from today and the final thing I did um, now this has never happened to me before so I'm, I'm I'm carrying on with my 500 words a day and then I had to stop because um, I decided I needed to uh, outline the next book right so I outlined it and then I started to write again and normally when I'm writing a romance book I'm writing it from two perspectives third person right so one chapter one character the next chapter the next character so I write a chapter from one character's point of view I went to write the next one is a hard no from my brain a hard no and I was like oh this has never happened to me before honestly never happened so then I had to I, there was no way I knew what I wanted to say but there was no way my fingers my brain was going to connect to my fingers a bit like the printer there was a print a brain finger issue as there was a, a printer connection issue so I had to go away and think about it and I've now solved it by changing the time timing perspectives but i've never actually had my brain refuse to type before
1: well mine has many times
0: oh many times yeah
1: we're on this like. i guess this isn't happening today i'll go for a walk
0: yeah so that was that was interesting and uh, and i did think that i was going to have to change the point of view i was i thought it was going to just going to have to be a first person one person book single pov but i have changed it by altering the timings so you've had a busy week i have one question yeah
1: is roscoe
0: still alive the only plant to know there's there's roscoe still alive and there's a spider plant downstairs still alive but i had to throw out the umbrella plant it was gone the daffodils died too and my succulent died you
1: killed a succulent yes wow (laughs) yeah you do have skills
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh comments comment So, what you got
1: all right we have two comments this week. Um, first off, we have uh, Nancy emailed us and she had a question that I was a little confused by, so I was hoping you could help me. And she, um, Nancy says, hey, have you two considered doing book cards for Jay's sapphic reading challenge that will lead to more book sales and you women write great books? What are the book cards?
0: Yeah, so I had a conversation with Jay about this very thing today because I kept getting emails from readers as well saying you should do a book card and I'm like, I don't know what it is. So I emailed Jay. Uh, all right, excellent, excellent. <laughs> and basically, Jay's doing, okay. a, she's doing a fantastic sapphic reading challenge all through the year, I think. And she's challenging readers to read uh, a bit more widely and in different tropes. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure how it works, but you can do do a card for each book you've got and you can say what tropes it's got in it so people can match the tropes to the books and then read yours if that's the trope they have to be reading this month, something like that. And you can put it in her Facebook group, Jay's Facebook group.
1: I'm still not confused. Like, are we creating an actual card? I don't understand. You create,
0: this... a, you create a graphic, basically.
1: Oh, a graphic. It's a graphic. Oh. I was like, are we, like, tr- um, trying to create, like, 52 cards in a deck? And I was like, I, I don't have enough.
0: No. <laughs> that, would, that would take a lot of time as well, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> I know. I was very confused. I mean, I appre- I always appreciate people when they suggest things to help with promotion, but I was like, well, I'm not sure what this is, but you obviously had the same problem
0: yeah
1: all right our next comment is so leanne yutan lesbic author has says loving the podcast by the way i appreciate having a resource that's specific to lesbic so thanks very much for listening to us
0: yeah comments jonas he wrote into me and he said um he's been falling in love with both our books he recently finished before you say i do and he's been listening to lesbians who write as he's out cycling and walking but he's only up to episode seven, so he's got a long way to go. So uh, hello, Jonas, if you're listening, uh, but I'm not sure you'll be episode 98 just yet. He also says he started Reservations of the Heart today and spent almost four hours straight reading it. So there
1: you go. Oh, wow. Wow. And
0: uh, happy listening. There's, there's some drama up ahead for you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, spoiler alert, TB lives. Um, and Kathy says Getting ready to listen to your podcast with TB I just love it and look forward to it every week So thank you very much Thank you for listening Kathy
1: Alright, are we uh, are we moving on to the, the main topic?
0: Yes, so the question is Do your books follow a formula? If so, does it help or hinder you? That was the original question that came in From a reader I cannot remember your name, sorry But it was great such a great question That we decided to make a whole episode out of it As our main question So, um, I think we've said this before, that all true romances must follow some kind of formula, because if they don't, they're not romance books. Simple as that, really. Uh, But you can write what you like around the formula so they can seem unformulaic, even though there's a formula in there if you peel off all the layers. So the the challenge for you is to make it seem like they're not written to a formula, even though they are.
1: Yeah, uh, a couple years ago, Miranda McLeod and I were at a a writer's conference. I can't remember which one. And there was an author speaking at the event who was not a romance writer. She was a – she either wrote mysteries or thrillers. I can't remember what. And she was saying that she was really jealous of her friend who was a romance writer because um, all her friend had to do was slap some stuff in, And the story was already there because like, it's just so easy to write romance. And um, Miranda and I looked at each other and we just like corked an eyebrow like, well, why is it hard for us then? Like, right? Like all we have to do is just slap some stuff in and that's it. And it was just funny because like, I think everyone thinks this about someone else's genre. Like, oh gosh, I wish I wrote that. It'd be so much easier. The answer for me is do my books follow a formula? Yes and no. Because I write books like the Lizzie series, I just published uh, book eight, *A oh, Woman Trapped*. And yes, each book kind of follows a formula, but since it's the continuation of Lizzie's life and it's told through her POV, it's a much different kind of formula. Like I still have to hit like different marks in each installment, because each book has to have like a four-story arc, so I have to hit that. But I also have to hit points on the overarching arc, so it's a bit the formula isn't as obvious as in some like of my standalones, but it's still there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely does. Uh, I, I suppose um, that does hold true for any series uh, books, right? So um, every standalone book, especially in romance, I'm talking romance, um, every standalone book in romance uh, will have a formula. Although every genre book um, has a formula. So it's not just romance, uh, thrillers, mysteries, cozy mysteries, you know horror any of them will always have sort of six or seven points that you need to hit to get through the story and you have to have those on the page and if you don't have them then your book's not as probably not as likely to do very well uh, because it's what readers expect
1: yeah a lot of readers don't want to hear that books have a formula Mm -hmm. but if we broke the formula readers Mm -hmm. wouldn't find the book as satisfying especially if you are a, a reader in a genre that this is like your favorite genre you're expecting certain beats to be hit even though if you're not really aware of it you're expecting you know for the um the meet cute um the fall in love what we call the black moment and then like the fighting for love kind of thing like you expect this to be happening and if we kind of skip some of those i mean we can change it it doesn't have to fit exactly into that definition we can change it but if you don't hit them people are like well i just don't think it hits the mark and like you get the reviews that say like something's lacking here.
0: Yes, <laughs> and and usually readers <laughs> don't quite know what it is uh, because why would you? But it it's normally that that the actual things that you need on the page are not there, and so you feel just a bit bereft, a bit cheated of the story that should have been there. So in romance, uh, you can find you can find many books on the specific scenes uh, that you have to have in the. Book. And as TB said, you know, she she called them slightly different things to what I'm going to call them, but they're all it's it's basically all the same thing. Um, so I've got obligatory scenes. I call them uh, the meeting, the confession of love, the first kiss, the breakup, the proof of love, and the lovers reunite and climax. Not in that way, everyone. Well, it could be. Well, it could be. It could be. Don't take away
1: makeup sex. Class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Right now. laughs> don't take it away uh and of course one of the main one of the really really key ones uh that i didn't really understand i have to say when i first started writing writing romance was that if you want your romance to be called a romance it has to have a happy ending now that if you follow nothing else you should follow that formula that that piece of the formula be, um, because um if you don't, then readers will hate you. And more than that, they won't trust you. Uh, I've probably told you this on here before, but there's, a, there's one book that I've read that, that had a... It was a whole book about a particular couple, and then at the very last scene, uh, you found out that he was dead. Uh, I have never read a book by this author again. Even though she's a really big-selling author, and clearly m- me refusing to buy another book has not dented her sales. <laughs> but do you know what? Over Christmas... Um, I saw another friend and uh, she had also independently read exactly the same book and had exactly the same reaction and had never picked up another book by this author again because the trust is broken. So don't break the trust. You need the formula. Even if you think you're the special snowflake that can write a book that doesn't fit the formula, you can't. Well, I
1: hate when you see
0: that because I'm like, oh, can I? TV <laughs> <laughs> thinks she's a special snowflake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um was it was it marketed I can't remember was it marketed strictly as a romance or was it marketed as literary fiction because you can get away with literary fiction
0: no it was marketed as a romance okay
1: yeah I mean if you wanted to write something that is very deep and moving and you do want to kill somebody do not market it as romance
0: no. <laughs> so as we say around these scenes you can have whatever you like which is why you have even even though you have a formula no two books will ever be the same so and I mean sometimes I even forget this right when I'm reading a book I'm reading a book at the moment and it is essentially a romance it's dressed up as something else but it's not it's a romance and, and sometimes I forget the story structure and what has to happen you know that bad things has to happen to the character <laughs> before the eventual happy outcome and so like I'm 30 40 percent in and I'm like oh god I hope this works out and then suddenly I realize that no it can't work out because story structure doesn't work like that um, <laughs> and then I get sad knowing bad things are coming before eventually good things happen but writing with this vague structure in mind is actually really good I didn't know I was doing it at first because I didn't know what I was doing um, but I understood what story vaguely needed to, needed to happen in the stories. But it's always really good to learn about your craft. Um, story structure underpins every single story ever written. So you can't say writing to a formula is bad because it's not. It's story.
1: Yeah, I'm actually I'm listening to an audiobook right now, and it's um, not a love story. It's more of a love between friends, a very deep love between friends. But it's um, I'm almost done with it, but it's following the same pattern as an actual true romance even though they're not going towards romance and um so right now i'm in the black moment and i'm like oh gosh i really hope (laughs) (laughs) they
0: have such a beautiful friendship they gotta get through this yeah that's exactly it you know we're writers we've written a lot of books yeah when i'm reading i completely forget everything i know and i'm just like oh my god what's gonna happen
1: i know when i when i'm listening to a a melissa braden uh book because she follows the formula um But she does it in such clever ways in such different ways in each book. But I know once I get to, like, if I notice that I'm getting to, like, the 60% mark in the audiobook, I'm always like, "Uh uh-oh. And I start tensing. It's like when I'm watching a World War II movie, like, what's going (laughs) to (laughs) happen? Something bad's going to happen. And I start stressing out. And then I'm like, oh, she got me through it. Okay.
0: Do you think that's the first time that a Melissa Braden novel has ever been compared to a World War II movie?
1: she's probably not
0: going to appreciate me so there are plenty plenty of books that you can read uh to find out these this story structure um and the specific romance uh beats that you need to hit um and i was going to say as well i'm doing a i am doing I just started a course this week as well on secondary plot lines and they talk about the amount of weight you give each storyline and how it can affect the genre of your book so always be aware of that as well so you're writing a romantic suspense book and then you get caught up in the thriller suspense aspect of it. And your finished book only has 5% romance in the end. You've just written a thriller suspense book. You haven't written a romance book. So if you are going for a romance book, (laughs) make sure you hit all the points you need to. And if you've written an action, a thriller suspense book, market it as that.
1: Yeah, there's still the romance arc in a romantic suspense or a action adventure romance or something, you still have to hit those main things. When you're blending the genres, you just gave yourself a lot more uh, to do's.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) A lot more beats you have to hit. You do give
0: yourself. You just made it really hard. Yes. (laughs) Which is why I've never done it. Have you? Have you ever done it?
1: Yeah, I have a a romantic suspense with the um, JJ Cavendish edition. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where like I'll get through. I'm like, oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot the forgot the black moment. Not just like in the thriller, but in the actual relationship. God damn it. I have to go back a couple of paragra- or chapters and fix it. But, yeah, it's one of those things where you do have to keep hitting. And we we call them, I think we both call them beats, don't we? Yes. The story beats? Yes. I don't actually have, like, a checklist, but in my head I'm like, all right, first kiss, tick.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, uh, I, I don't have a checklist, but I do have them on my blackboard in front of me. I've got obligatory scenes, and there's there, all six of them are just there. I'm looking at it every day just so I don't forget.
1: Aren't you, are you the pro? Aren't you like the like the rom-com pro of the two of us? I mean, I watch fucking World War II movies to relax.
0: Thing is, I am also a woman of a certain age, and I can easily forget things. So I do need a list. And I think uh, one of the things I was thinking about when I was uh, thinking about this, brilliant, eh, work with words, um, the thing that a lot of beginner writers struggle with is conflict. But you've got to have conflict for there to be a story because your characters have to overcome something and then they can find traits in themselves they never knew were there and they can learn and grow and come out the other end, a better, fresher version of themselves. But if nothing happens, they can't change and there's no conflict. So you have to have that conflict and you have to have the escalating conflict and then the crisis and then the climax. So a lot of books, a lot of beginning writers, I would say more, have just a book that's really well, can be really well written with lots of lovely scenes that just meander along but the stakes never get raised and things never escalate that's why the romance formula is there and story structure is there because you have to follow it and if you follow it the stakes will always get raised and things will always get escalated so conflict is really important and it's something that I still struggle with occasionally
1: yeah it's not an easy thing to do but a lot of beginner writers I call them more like not actual romances but more like just diaries where they just kind of be like and then today <laughs> this happened and then today this happened and then today this happened I'll like um I think I'm missing something <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and Eli, we're, we're not laughing uh, if if you're sitting there going hang on that's Ray-ball, what I've just written yeah. <laughs> yeah I've Ray-ball i have done it tb has done it um you know i'm sure there is some book out there of mine where someone say hey claire what about this and you know uh i mean i really 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 remember doing it when i was writing the all i want series uh i think i rewrote one of them about three times because basically i'd just written a diary so and i was reading it going what is wrong with this it was all lovely some lovely scenes but they went nowhere
1: it's one of those traps of a series especially if it's like with the Lizzie series, like it's one character. Well, from one POV, there's many, many characters in the Lizzie series. But um, yeah, it's easier trap to fall into because um, you're not doing the first kiss. You're not doing breakup again. And like, it's a different type of arc. Yes. Because it's a continuation.
0: Yes. And I think um as well, that's why I think a lot of readers, um, I'm sure you get these emails as well. A lot of readers want a, a, a romance about an established couple um, and not a couple that have just met. But it's much harder to do that with an established couple without one of them cheating. (laughs) And people don't like cheating in romance books. So I think that's why most romance books are about two people who've just met, uh, because it follows the story structure. Uh, We're not trying to be willfully not writing what you want. But uh, again, is it? Is it what a lot of people want? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things where what we've talked about in the past, like if you do continue the same, like with the Lizzie books, like. At the more books you publish in a series, the less your return is on for the financial end. So it's one of those things where you can't just keep writing about the same couple even though um everyone really wants you to. Like the super fans really want you to. So it's it's a it's a trap. <laughs> it's a
0: trap, people. <laughs> but you know, my all I want series, uh, plenty of people still read it and it's it's like a beautiful when you when you do a series and then you just you get it done and you leave it and then it's there. And then it's really nice getting emails about it, isn't it? Um, sort of, you know, still three or four years later, people going, yeah. oh, I love that that couple. And I'm like, I'm pleased. I'm pleased that it's still giving people joy.
1: I wanted to, what the reason I did the Lizzie series, is um, the continuation this year is because we've all had a fucking hard year and I wanted uh, a, a friendly face to return. Yes. So that's why I did it. It's, a, it's actually a, a gift for my true fans. That's the whole purpose of this.
0: Okay. Last final question to answer, I suppose. So, Do you like the romance structure?
1: My brain really likes structure. My brain really likes routine, and my brain really likes to figure out puzzles. And so even though when you hear like a formula, you can, some people might find it restraining or not restraining, restricting. Um, I like it because I like to figure out clever ways to still meet all the beats, but are different. So um I find a, I, I
0: like the challenge okay and uh, yeah I, i'm I'm quite happy with it i've written I've written one book uh, that didn't fit the romance structure, and that was the long weekend um that I've mentioned before it's the one that not many people read um <laughs> my cult classic and the reason it's not a straight up romance is because it's not it's not a book about one couple it's about a group of friends, and not everybody gets a happy ending, most of them do, but not all of them so it's not a romance um but clearly i do like romance because my other 17 novels all follow the romance structure <laughs> they understand it um and so uh, yes i i quite like having story structure in the in the in the background because it can actually spark uh, good ideas as well um and how you get from a to b and like you say it, the challenge is to try and make the story unique you're not going to ever make it like like crazy not everyone needs to be crazy unique but just find a little clever way a little nuance to uh get from a to b to c to d to e to f to g right
1: yeah it's one of those things where you can't be obvious with what you're doing you have to be kind of subtle (laughs) so again it's yet just another challenge that you have to do and I, i love puzzles i've always liked puzzles and i find writing to be one big puzzle
0: See, I didn't really ever like puzzles as a child. So, I don't know what that says. If you know. My brain went blank. <laughs> completely. If you, if you know what that says, let us know. <laughs> no. no, there was no thought. Okay so um, we hope this answered your question. Um, Yes we write to a formula uh, but it doesn't mean that your books uh, need to be the same as everybody else's because there's plenty plenty of romance books out there and they're all very different. So it helps you, it doesn't have to hinder you. Let us know what you think. Uh, When you write do you write to a formula or do you like when you read romance books do you think they're written to a formula or you know do do you never really think about it? I know I don't when I'm reading. Let us know. Ways to get in touch are the website. Leave us a comment, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Facebook us, Twitter us, Instagram me. Next week is our 99th episode. where So it's going to be about 99 ice creams. Right, TV. You know, I was
1: watching a show the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, he's TV the <laughs> 99.
0: That would be great, but no, we're not, we're not going to talk about ice cream. Um, it's going to be about what you need to focus on for your final book edit. And as TB and I are just going through it, we thought it would be a timely thing to to touch on. So join us then when we get down to the nitty-gritty before episode 100 whoop-whoop. Um, in the meantime, stay safe, enjoy your new president, if you're in the US, or anywhere in the world, actually. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a gift for everybody. Alright, everyone, have a good
0: day. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. And you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.